you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. In the realm of podcasts, a gem does shine. Past Gas, a show that fuels the automotive line. With hosts as passionate as engines roar, they regale us with tales like never before. James, Joe, and Nolan, a trio of delight. Their knowledge and banter bring pure delight. From vintage classics to modern speed machines, Past Gas explores the automotive scenes. Each episode... A journey through history's lane, unveiling legends, triumphs, and the insane. With laughter, anecdotes, and facts galore, Pascas Podcast leaves us craving for more. So tune in, dear listener, to the podcast's embrace. Embark on a ride through the automotive space. Past gas, a fuel for our automotive passion and desire. A podcast that sets our automotive hearts on fire. Big thank you to one of the OG sponsors of Past Gas. It's Valvoline Motor Oil. You know the deal. Valvoline Extended Protection Full Synthetic High Mileage. It's Valvoline's best performing motor oil ever for engines with more than 75,000 miles. And that includes me. My car's got almost 200,000 miles now. And you know I'm putting this stuff in my engine. You can get Valvoline wherever you buy your motor oil. Thank you very much, Valvoline. That's a poem, 200th episode. Yeah, really great poem. 
really great poem. I want to thank ChatGPT for writing that beautiful poem. Yeah, and we didn't. We, you know, saved us a lot of money for not hiring yeah, a, a, we didn't a third hire, grader. Yeah, we didn't hire a writer for that. We saved yeah. money. You know how hard it is to find poets that can write like that? Yeah. <laughs> I love AI. Oh, it's so good. I love AI. That would take me upwards of 10 minutes to find a writer that can write something that great. Yeah. It's cool that they can be replaced. I love it's it. It's cool, though. It, it's great. Dude. I think. It, Deep yeah. fake me. It's really cool. Uh, robot can't blow up three Subies. Well, yeah, a robot can't. Total uh, Subaru <laughs> impression on the that's track. Actually, that's true. I, I love couplets, but I'm more of a limerick guy. It rhymed delight with delight? Yeah. Yeah, that so sucks. That's, Eat I'm, a dog. What are you, now, Lenny but... Kravitz? <laughs> so, uh, that was great. Welcome to the 200th episode of Pass Gas, everybody. My name is Nolan Sykes. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Pumphrey. Yo, yo, yo. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 200. <laughs> and Joe Weber. What's up, Wink Wink Nation? Let's slime it up on the 200th episode. Burk, burk, homie. Burk, burk. It's now dawning on me. How many times we've sat down at this table and done this? We've yeah. been doing this crap at, since we did it at home. And this isn't even Before our main that, job. The first episode we recorded over there in Silver Lake uh, at that studio on Hyperion, uh -huh. next yeah. to Hyperion Public. And then we do like a four-hour boozy brunch yeah. after every time. And they're good. like, why are you fun. spending $2,000? <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was a good time. That and was then, fun. Uh, then, yeah, then we did it at our houses. We, we found out about COVID while doing the podcast. We did. We did. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, March thirteenth. Yeah. That was the coolest studio I've ever been in too. Yeah, that studio was cool. They're all oh yeah, that since. was up there in the valley. Near, yeah, in shout Burbank. out to Carlos, our uh, recording yeah. engineer, for that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one time before COVID. That was awesome. And then we did it from our homes and for uh, a long time. Yeah. Some of you guys have been with us for since then. Some of us, maybe this is the first episode you listen to. I would suggest as your first episode. No, it's not usually like this. We're yeah. gonna be goofing. Yeah. We're gonna be straight slacking. We're gonna be rimming. It's gonna be a pretty uh, a lax episode. Maybe yeah, it's gonna be bonkers. Nolan's mm -hmm. drinking something out of a cup. It's water. Yeah. It's water. It's lean. Yeah, yeah I'm drinking lean. lean. <laughs> <laughs> I chose this episode. So to start that, start drinking. Habit. Lean. All right, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Burk, burk, homie. <laughs> Obviously, we love getting your suggestions for topics. Like that's how we get a lot of the topics. Yeah, and we do end up covering up a lot of them. We do. Should, we covering should a lot of them. Thank on the, show. the fans for getting us to this point. Because if you guys weren't listening every week, we wouldn't have gotten to two hundred. Yeah, and we really thank you for it. And a lot, of, a few of those two hundred episodes were topics that you guys suggested. But sometimes, guys, we get topics that our writers just can't fill an hour of info with they're like little tidbits yeah. really good stories but yes. can't fill up and then like i know said an entire hour yeah what's the content. science behind santa's sleigh why do dogs like sticking their head out of the window well we've never yeah. made that one i still want to make that yeah. video yeah. but uh, uh we can't make a we five make harder sleigh, nobody watched it <laughs> yeah um <laughs> That's what we're going to be talking about today are these little tidbit topics that are very interesting stories but not Big enough for a full-fledged yeah, episode. Enough so you're going to yeah. hear a lot of stuff today, and it's going to be awesome. Um, but before we start, I want to say I love you guys. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you. you. This Thank is you. so fun as the most constant thing in my life for the last four years. Yeah, yeah me That's too. Weird. Really fun to sit down and This podcast do... is probably the favorite thing I ever do. I don't know, I've said it before. 
to a lot of like people that we work with and stuff when planning out the future of what Donut does. The podcast to me is the peak mm-hmm. of what I do. I've always really loved like podcasting as a medium uh, and a large. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I really, so, I, you're off. I you're really off. love fire. I, Christina's the I new Nolan. 199 podcasts. under the belt. It's so different than shooting a video. It's videos. It's just so much. Videos fun. are very scheduled, very truncated. Yeah, like they're of, very fun, but a lot, a lot of, of moving pieces, a yeah. lot of people involved. Yeah. The podcast. We get to play jazz. Mm-hmm. We get to yeah. riff. We get to scat. Mm-hmm. We get well, to shoot out a couple of hot snakes every week. <laughs> you have such a way with words, and that's why we love doing this show. Um, yeah, so, I mean, without further ado, should we get Dude, our first little Dude, guys, here? let's do this and then eat lunch. All right. Oh, uh, man. Lunch is s- the real favorite thing that I do. I right know. Here. Lunch is the <laughs> highlight of my job. All right, so for this first story... Three of our listeners, three of you guys, wrote in for this one. This is an awesome story, yeah. and I've been wanting to do it forever. I can't them, believe that this is real. I know. Two of you guys wrote in within five days of each other. Shout out to Benjamin and Kyle. Daniel, you joined in a few weeks later, and producer Christina was working on this episode. So here's Kyle's email since he was the first. Sorry to Ben and Daniel. Sorry, Ben and Daniel, but you know what? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of times like this when you're disappointed. Right? <laughs> so get used to it. It's called life. Yeah. Dear Donut, hey, longtime listener, first time email writer. First email ever. Uh, could you guys make a podcast about how a 1979 Camaro became a war veteran? Hilga Meyer went behind enemy lines in a pimped out stealthy 1979 Camaro and lived to tell about it. I think would make a fantastic episode. Love Kyle, the war machine, the war Camaro. Yeah. So the we'll, ghost. Yeah, we'll hear all about this, but basically during the Bosnian yes. uh war, this guy used a Camaro to uh, that was like armored to sneak behind enemy lines and deliver supplies. How goes the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hell good. And he looks like a guy who would drive a 1979 Camaro. <laughs> yeah. He does. Like a Bosnian who would like dude, he looks sick. <laughs> yeah. So, right. let's uh let's tell the story finally. You know Dua Lipa's Bosnian? Is she? She's a refugee. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Interesting. Keep that in the back oh. of your mind for this one. Okay. Yeah. During the Bosnian War, which was a conflict that started in 1992 and was part of the breakup of Yugoslavia, humanitarian aid convoys were having a tough time getting through to civilians. In fact, the white-colored trucks were becoming prized targets for militias and criminals looking to capitalize on a terrible situation. And that's where Helga Meyer comes in. Helga spent years in the Denmark military as part of the Jaeger Corps. Mm -hmm. I spent a few years as part of the Jaeger Corps. (laughs) But it's since I spent retired. a couple of years putting Jaegers in my core. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he had since retired. Love licorice. <laughs> <laughs> However, he saw the growing crisis on the news and wanted to help out. Helga thought that driving a tough, fast car to deliver critical supplies would be the most effective way to get those suffering what they needed. He offered his services to agencies, governments, and the UN, but no one took him up on it. I mean, yeah, on first glance, a guy saying, hey, I got my Camaro. I'm going to drive stuff idea, around. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I could see why they turned him down. Anyway. Hello? <laughs> Finally, though, Helga had some of his old army buddies pull some strings, and he ended up on an American airbase in Germany. 
On the base, the U.S. military gave him special permission to tune a second-generation 1979 Chevy Camaro. How did he manage that? How did he no get them to idea. approve that? With the help of some of the airbase mechanics, Helga got what he needed. The Camaro's upgrade list was exhaustive and incredibly badass. Mods included a mine-clearing blade and or bull bar on the front of the car. Nice. Kevlar panels and steel-plated windows for bulletproofing. Yeah, you couldn't see out of the side. The sides looked like a panel truck. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. There was run-flat military tires, uh-huh. a body heat detection system. Yeah, so you could drive at night. Night, wow. <laughs> night vision and infrared headlights So you could turn well. the headlights off so you couldn't get suit. That's insane. That's, yep. so That's cool. an infrared headlight. So it's just a... Like on your remote, on your TV remote, that uses an infrared beam to yeah, communicate. Yeah, but how did so then it shoots infrared out of these out of the bulbs. So when you put on your infrared night vision goggles, oh. the headlights are what's projecting this huge beam of infrared, but the naked eye can't see it. That's bad. So to James's point, enemy mm. troops can't see your car. Yeah, yeah. The headlights. Like, oh, that's just an owl. <laughs> The car was also outfitted with a ground-to-air radio system to help Meyer coordinate with the Air Force. Dude, I did not know that it was this upgrade. Yeah, it's so sick. That's insane. But there's more, guys, including a 5.7-liter naturally aspirated V8 that was tuned from 185 horsepower to a mind-blowing 220 horsepower. <laughs> yes. It also had a Cars nitrous... so good now. It also had a nitrous uh, system on board that at the top of a switch... The small block engine would crank up to 440 horsepower. It had, it had a 200 shot. It had a 200 shot of nitrous. I don't know if I would use that. You know, on the oh, battlefield, it was an iron, it was an I think, block I, think I would want reliability more yeah. than anything else yeah. on the battlefield. I don't know if I'd put a 200 shot of nitrous on my yeah. car there. I also Jeez. probably wouldn't choose a Malays era Camaro. That's insane. <laughs> Uh, this boost was specifically intended for evasion. To help with that evasion, the blue Camaro was painted with a matte military-grade black that absorbed radar and decreased thermal signature. Like the Blackbird. Yeah. Yeah. Again, nuts. how did this get cleared? <laughs> like, what? This thing was sick, but it needed one final thing. Helga mounted a rubber duck to the grill, and the car was nicknamed the Ghost Camaro. I mean, this just doesn't make sense at all. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's all that equipment. used to carry supplies in a little tiny like coop. The tops, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The top secret stealth paint, uh-huh. the infrared headlights, uh-huh. the ground, the radio system that if like fell into enemy hands mm-hmm. could be yeah. used yeah. to spy on communications yeah. with the Air Force. Like, what is he delivering too? Like, like supplies, like medical supplies and stuff. It's, uh, this is yeah. insane. That's it's like Wolverine's car. <laughs> I've got an idea for our next video. The U.S. military funded our next project cars. I bet the CIA was involved in some some way. There's no way that They're this gets always There's are. no way that they this are. gets like approved uh, and actually executed. Yeah. yeah, Anderson Cooper built this. Car. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the car's badass look, the Camaro was built with quote defense in mind. While the car was bulletproof, the Camaro didn't have any attached weapons, mainly to keep it as light as possible. And as a result, the Camaro was able to carry 400 kilograms or 882 pounds of supplies for civilians. That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot. That's four four dudes. That's like three laundry baskets. Yeah, it's about four dudes. Um, 
The Americans. Four dudes, four dudes with supplies. Yeah. <laughs> we need four dudes worth of medicine. <laughs> the Americans helped Helga raise $12,000 for supplies and gave him a Kevlar jacket and a helmet. According to Helga, that helmet later saved his life from a sniper's yeah. bullet. I'm not saying I want this to happen, but I want to feel how it ha- like feels to get shot in the head with a helmet on. Shot in the head with a helmet on? I used to work for Dick House. Uh, yeah. yeah, the company that made Jackass. Yeah. And I was trying to get them to make uh, a show with me called Great White Shark. Mm-hmm. And it was like new Jackass. And the pilot, like the first shot of the pilot, the first scene I wanted to, me and my writing partner have, because Johnny Knoxville made a name for himself. He shot himself in the chest yeah. with a bulletproof vest on. In the uh, Big Brother In the Big video. Brother video. Yeah. And I wanted to, me and my writing partner at the time, to open the show by shooting each other point blank in the at chest. At the same time? The, at the same time. I One of you would be off time. I know. And then someone would the other turn. Yeah, and, and the get other person shot would get or shot. Or like fall over and shoot in the head yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, don't film don't yourself. Yeah, don't steal my idea. Don't <laughs> steal my idea. There's a, if I see someone do this... I'm going to be like, you stole my idea. Well, I remember just a few months ago, someone on TikTok, for TikTok, shot their friend in the chest with a freaking desert eagle what? and like killed them immediately. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, so don't do that. Wait, with no... No, was, I think with a vest and everything still. And but it dude, that's through? a desert eagle. That's a yeah. 50 caliber bullet right there. Yeah. That's like Speaking of bullets, uh, when Helga set out on his runs, he did not bring a gun. No. He instead carried a standard combat knife and his Bible. It's like Batman. That's pretty sick. Over the next few years, Helga used back roads to run in and out of the war zone over 100 times. He delivered not only baby formula, medicine, and clothes, but brought news to people cut off from the rest of the world. And as for that ghost Camaro, it came under fire several times. These days, the car is retired in Helga Meyer's garage in Germany, where he, where he lives with his wife. It's now painted orange and is completely road legal. Wow. I can't believe they did this. Like, I know. That's it's, insane. It's unreal. Um, the reason that we haven't done this one yet is there's only one book. He wrote a book about his experience mm-hmm. and everything, but it's only in German. So um, you can't get like an English version. So maybe we'll get a full version if someone out there uh, owns like a publishing translation company. Yeah. Maybe translate it. Maybe try translate it to English <laughs> sometime. <laughs> So yeah, that's crazy. Ghost Camaro, there you go. All right. We next. should come out with a maybe try crack book sometime shirt. Maybe try crack book sometime. No, because I don't like books anymore. Uh, They're yeah. gross. Ban this them all. The library is yucky. Uh next story we comes from uh Nick. Uh, hi gassers. Okay. Great. <laughs> I was wondering if you ever came across Eddie Hall. The only man to complete Le Mans on his own. Coming eighth would be impressive on its own, but he did it on his own. (laughs) Dude, 24 hours driving alone? You'd go nuts. Yeah. I'd have to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. Eddie Hall was a British textiles heir born in 1900. Oh, he's an heir. Yeah, he's an heir. Okay. Okay. Though he is still the only person who's ever driven the full 24 hours of Le Mans solo, he actually had a pretty interesting amateur racing career before his stint in the legendary French race. Uh, Luigi Cinetti mm-hmm. did 23 and a half hours by himself. Oh, no. Mm. So close. So yeah. close. 
Uh, thanks to that textile money, Eddie was able to field his own cars and made his racing debut in 1923 in a Talbot before switching to a Bugatti. You ever heard of it? It must be nice to just be able to switch to a Bugatti. Yeah, it must be nice. I woke up in an old Bugatti. He started off with hill climbs. In 1930, he finished second in the BRDC, the British Racing Drivers Club. The club. 500-mile race in a 4.5-liter Bentley. The next year, he returned with an MG Midget 750 to finish first in class and third overall. Nice. I didn't realize MG was that old. MG's old, dude. All these companies, Joe. MG stands for My Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Then, in 1933, he joined the Works MG team and drove a modified K3 Magnet to victory at the 1933 BRDC 500 at Brooklands. His girlfriend, Joan, why don't you ask her to marry you sometime? (laughs) Who would later become his second wife. (laughs) Oh, you did. (laughs) Love that detail. Was in the pits acting as team manager. The next year, 1934, Eddie took part in the Milli Miglia behind the wheel of an MGK3 Magnet, partnered by his wife as a reserve driver and mechanic. Unfortunately, they didn't finish. But let's get to the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Driving solo at Le Mans in 1950, at 50 years old, Eddie decided to drive a Bentley Corniche TT with a hardtop. Okay. Wow. that he had built specifically for himself in 1934. He asked his friend Tom Clark to serve as his co-driver, even though he didn't end up needing him. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> so I've just been sitting here all the time and uh, uh, I don't get to drive? I mean, he could have maybe told me what he planned to do. I, I could have eaten something. <laughs> Instead, I could have really enjoyed myself. People were having a look of fun. I was over here just waiting. Is it coming in? Is it coming in? I mean, we don't have radios. It's freaking 1934. Did you just well, no, it's 1950. Gorilla song. <laughs> it's coming in. It's coming in. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's that's what that song's about. Oh, he's talking about the car coming in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about and, and he, it's it sounds like dare, but he's saying there. Yeah, it's about um, pit. Pit stops. <laughs> Instead, Eddie drove the entire 24 hours and didn't even get out of the car during pit stops. I pee right here. I pee right here. The car stunk. <laughs> smelled like. Probably did, dude. Smelled like freaking. I got hot snakes. <laughs> smelled like Venice Beach. <laughs> Just pee. His, finished- his co driver was the rollerblading guitarist guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He finished eighth overall. When asked by journalist Dennis Jenkinson how he managed to avoid using the bathroom, Eddie Hall simply replied, Green overalls, old boy. Uh, what? So he did do hot snakes in his overalls. I've got green. Yeah, what, did you, what gives you green poops? <laughs> well, in my experience. Uh, that green charcoal? ketchup? <laughs> yeah, the green ketchup. Uh, <laughs> one time I drank a bunch of Pepto-Bismol and I forgot. And then my poop was black. Oh. And I thought I was dying. Jeez. And then someone was like, did you drink a bunch of Pepto-Bismol? And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and they were like, you're fine. <laughs> Eddie returned to Le Mans in 1951 behind the wheel of a Ferrari 340 America Bargetta. Ooh. Partnered with Italian driver 
Giuseppe Navoni. Unfortunately, after only 125 laps, battery trouble forced them to withdraw. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. That's not even a fun way. It's not even cool. Yeah. yeah. It's not even cool. It's not even Man. in a freaking cool way. Battery trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after, Eddie retired to Monte Carlo in an apartment overlooking the harbor and part of the Grand Prix circuit. He and his wife, Joan, stayed involved in motorsport and hosted many visiting team members and drivers during F1 races and Monte Carlo rallies. What a life. What a life. I don't do crap. You don't even have textiles to I'm not be even an heir the, to. I'm not the heir of anything. Yeah. Just the air underneath your wings. <laughs> the only air I am is underneath your wings. <laughs> <laughs> I crawled so you could run, you know? Yeah. My hands look like Straight this, up. so yours can look like that. Yeah, my hands look like this. <laughs> <laughs> so yours can look like that. My hands look like this, so yours can look like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great at thumbs. Eddie was an interesting guy, and there was more to him than racing. He was, he was also rich. He was also yeah, that's rich. It, but that's it, though. Yeah, that's it. He also loved small snacks. <laughs> served to him by tuxedoed men. Mm-hmm. Dude, I wish I was an heir. Yeah. If I wasn't, dude, I would be so good at being an heir. Would you have a human napkin? <laughs> yeah. Just a guy in all white that, like, rubs no, himself be, on your mouth? No, I'd be, like, a really fun heir. <laughs> I'd have an entourage. I'd be like, you guys, dude, they're my friends. And everyone's like, they're not really his friends. They don't really like him. And you run out of money and they all disappear. They mm. would, but I would never run out of money because in this world, my daddy has so much. The textiles, dude. People are always going to need textiles. You know what I realized? I need to get rich off of babies because there's always going to be babies. Mm. Yep. Huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I mean, I hope you're right. Eddie was also a member of the Great Britain bobsled team at the 1928 Winter Olympics. Interesting. He published a book about figure skating in 1938. I'm sure it was no great. pictures. I'm uh-huh. sure it was great. Uh, and he dabbled in photography. He passed away in 1982, survived by his wife, Joan. Joan nice. wins in the end. <laughs> Who's there now? Who's there now, Eddie? It's me, Joan. Just so we're not so negative, he was probably a decent guy. Probably, you have no idea. He hmm. stayed with his second wife for mm-hmm. 50 years. True. Mm-hmm. True. Great. Learned about that guy. <laughs> Learned that he pooped his green pants. He pooped in his <laughs> green overalls. We'll get back to more past gas, but right now, a word from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is from Torvald in Norway. Oh, hey, Torvald. Hey, Torvald. Hey, James. I've been a fan of Donut for a little under a year now. I love the audio format of past That's right. You'll get to a year. (laughs) You'll get to a year. Yep. I was listening to the episode on the Fittipaldi family, and this got me wondering about the history of the F1 safety car. I was wondering if an episode of the podcast could be done about the history of the F1 safety car, question mark. Love from Norway, Torvald. Wow. So. For those of our listeners who aren't into Formula One, little explainer here, the safety car is responsible for coming out on track after an incident, typically a crash, or during extra bad weather to limit the speed of the cars on track. Often, it allows the circuit's workers to safely come out onto the track and pick up debris or a crashed car, but it can also be used when there's an immediate hazard that isn't bad enough to stop the race completely with a like red a flag. Like a dead bird. I don't think they'd stop for a dead bird. What about a dead deer? Yeah, that's pretty big. <laughs> Got it. Dead bird would probably just be like mushed into the track. Yeah. What if a whole bunch of great apes? That would uh, be cause for a red flag, I think. Yeah. 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 They'd post out the race? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Chimpanzees will... Uh, Chimpanzees. Chimpanzees. Oh, Chimpanzees. Dude. That's my magazine. Stop trying to plug your chimpanzee. <laughs> they will rip your genitals off. So That's yeah. where they go. They go you for the stop. soft They go for the tissue. hands because that is what defines us as humans. And they want to take that away from us. I shot. <laughs> they have the same hands. They don't need to be jealous. They don't, they don't have thumbs. They don't? Nah. They do have opposable thumbs. They do? Yeah. Pretty sure. They, they're even more opposable than our thumbs. Well, they can't build cars. Um, that's when, to be seen. Yet. I smell a video, guys. I Am smell I right? a video. We taught chimpanzees how to build our cars. That'd be awesome. That <laughs> <laughs> just ends with all of us getting our... Faces ripped off. Yeah. I shot a movie in Ohio one time in this big mansion, and the guy who owned the house was, was the chimp? doctor <laughs> who did the face transplant. Oh. The lady who got her face ripped off by the chimp. He, like, he did a great job. I mean, considering it's what gross, it was. But, like, but he did a great job. I mean, he did the yeah. best he could. All things considered, mm-hmm. dude. Wow. That's great. Uh-huh. That shot at his house? Yeah. He had a big old mansion. Yeah. He just rented it out? Uh-huh. Wow. It was a... 
It was a Nickelodeon movie called. Uh, it was about Halloween. <laughs> it's called like Trick or Treat or something. Something like that. Party favor. Fun size. Fun yeah. size. Play oh. Brooder. You there play you go. A breeder. <laughs> breeder. No, it's it's actually my house in the movie. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. So anyway, uh, no no <laughs> chimpanzees on in F one. Um, uh, in the movie, I play an heir. Oh wow! Uh, a real party guy. Yeah. Throwing a Halloween party at that house. The guy who played Chelsea Handler's boyfriend was my friend. This guy, Josh, who played the twin body in the social network oh, of Army Hammer. So they gotcha. put Army Hammer's face face on oh, him. Is yeah. he face jacked? off, full circle. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> nowadays there's a virtual safety car sometimes, and there's a physical one, a real one. But we're going to focus on the latter. However, it's worth mentioning that the virtual safety car was introduced in 2015 after the tragic death of Jules Bianchi. What is what makes a virtual safety car? So they have like you have to travel at safety car speeds, but yes. they don't send the car out on the track yet. So it doesn't bunch them up like a safety oh, okay. car would, but they still have to travel that same speed. Yeah. The 2023 Canadian Grand Prix actually marked the 50th anniversary since the introduction of the safety car in Formula 1. Its first appearance at the 1973 Canadian Grand Prix, F1's 237th race, as a result of several incidents caused by horrible weather conditions. It rains a lot over there in Canada. They got uh, geese up there. They got geese up there. That's where Matty Matheson's from. That's where got, Drake's from. That's where, That's where Alanis Morissette's from. That's where Alanis Morissette's from. That's where John Michael J. Fox is from. John. <laughs> <laughs> we all know John Michael J. Fox. John Michael J. Fox. Anyway. The first safety car was a bright yellow Porsche 914 driven by Canadian racer Epi Wheats. That's what the EpiPen's named after. <laughs> but the first time out for the safety car was pretty embarrassing. Wheats picked up the wrong lead driver, so most of the field ended up a lap down, which led to an hours-long discussion actually over who actually won the race, wow. which uh, I think is very fitting for Formula One. We've been doing that kind of yeah. stuff for a long time. Way to go, Epi. There you go. <laughs> nice job, Epi. Nice legacy, Epi. The safety car reappeared in the form of a Porsche 911 in the 1976 Monaco Grand Prix, but disappeared until 1981 when a Lamborghini Countach came on the scene. The Countach made a few more Monaco appearances in both 82 and 83. Then the safety car went away for another decade, hmm. weirdly enough. It wasn't until 1993 that Formula One introduced the safety car as an official fixture at all race weekends following trials at the British and French Grand Prix in 92. The standardization of the safety car opened up space for a whole bunch of cool cars to make their debut on the Formula One circuit. Cars like the Fiat Tempra, a white Ford Escort Cosworth. Yeah, baby. A Lamborghini Diablo. Ooh, yep. A fifth gen Honda Prelude. Okay. All right. And finally, a Renault Clio. Mm. A wide range from the sportiest to the most mundane. Depends on what kind of Clio. Yeah. But everything changed in 1996, guys, mm. when Formula One and Mercedes brokered a deal that has lasted until today, a.k.a. Mercedes is responsible for supplying the official safety car for all races. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Not anymore. Oh, there's Aston, Aston Martin. Martin. They trade off, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're still doing well, it. Well, just like the word all threw me off. I apologize for that. Producer Christina tried to figure out why, and it seems like it came down to who was willing to pay the most 
But like with most F1 financial decisions, it's all speculations. I think it is that. Who yeah, paid the most? Money. It's money. Yeah, duh. They, they, money. They have races in in. in Apparently, uh, Aston Martin being a safety car in Formula One is responsible for like $80 million in growth in Aston Martin, which is wow. like a lot for Aston Martin. I mean, it looks sick. When it, yeah. stri- when it there's I a crash, so I'm like, bad. I want one of them. Yeah. I want one yeah. so bad. This is the Renault Aston Clio. Martin, if anyone from Aston Martin's like marketing people are out there, I'd love to drive one. Yeah. I'll post about it all the time. I'll get an Aston Martin tattoo. I'll wear the merch. <laughs> In 96 and 97, Mercedes chose to use their C36 AMG before swapping it out with a CLK 55 AMG for oh. 80, uh, 98 and 99. I love those CLK 55s. Yeah, they're sick. The 2000s offered several different models of safety guard, including the SL55 AMG. Noise. CLK 63 AMG. Love AMG, it. The SL63 AMG. Nice. Uh, which was the car leading the pack during the infamous Crashgate scandal in 2008. Also in the 2000s, Burdened Maylander became the premier safety car driver. He has only not driven the safety car a few times, including in Monaco and Canada in 2001 and the U.S. Grand Prix in 2002. Because he had hot snakes. Yeah, hot snakes. What was he doing in 2001? Oh, follow mm-hmm. the money. Follow the money. Al-Qaeda mm. much? <laughs> <laughs> The 2010s saw the introduction of Goldwing Doors as Mercedes opted for the SLS AMG from 2010 to 2014. Sick freaking car. From uh, 2015 to 18, Bern Maylander drove the uh, AMG GTS <laughs> until the AMG GTR was selected as their car of choice. These are all very sick. Yeah, I love all these things, man. Though the AMG GTR continued to make appearances into the 2020s, a few major changes occurred in 2021. For example, the car used to be silver, now it's red, in an attempt to aid driver visibility during poor weather conditions, which makes sense because in the rain, silver cars are invisible. Silver cars are invisible in the rain. Turn your damn headlights on. Turn your damn headlights on, L.A. Nolan's Come trying on. to talk to you. Come on now. I almost got murked by an Altima today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And... Two Tesla drivers. I drove the BMW to work today. I got mm. My little prod, my little zippy. Dude, don't car. even get me started on Tesla. I hate drivers. Tesla drivers. Ugh. I hate them. They. Th- it's like I didn't get- think anything could eclipse BMW drivers as hey. the worst. <laughs> Tesla drivers are. I drive an old worse. BMW. It doesn't count. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> Tesla drivers are the worst because like you don't even you don't even like cars. Yeah. I think get it's the out same. Out of here. It, I think it's just the same people buying car new, yeah. new cars. It's all the same. Get out of here. You don't even like cars. You drive the most boring way to be fast. (laughs) I've driven so many Teslas. You know what? It's not fun. Uh, So this year, Mercedes is also sharing safety car duties Mm -hmm. with another manufacturer, the aforementioned Aston Martin. Since 2021, the Aston Martin Vantage is the number two safety (sighs) car. These days, Maylander now goes on track in the Aston Martin Vantage or the AMG GT Black Series, which was introduced in 2020. You drove that. Oh, yeah. When you gave away the Metallica car. Yeah. That was a sick car. That was that a was sick car. car. I love cars. Yeah. I love cars. That actually is one of my favorite cars that I've ever driven. He burnt Maylander. So uh, worst way to make a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say. Worst way to make a dollar. <laughs> So yeah, there's your history of the safety car. Uh, the the Mercedes one is super sick because it has like uh, 
flashing caution LEDs in the freaking wing of the car, which I yeah. think is super sick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Burnt, yeah. I can think of a few worse ways to make a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I got half a mind to be safety car driver. <laughs> I got half a mind to be Burnt's son. Burnt. <laughs> can I be the heir to your job? Burnt. All right, let's move on from safety cars. If to... I were the safety car driver, I'd pull an Epi, and everyone would be like, "What? Who won?" Oh wait, I just saw <laughs> there. What that section would be a, is coming. A up. lot of oh, the pressure. Aston Martin is so sick though; it's green. Yeah, it's yeah. green. That's a lot of pressure for sure. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. All right, let's uh, talk about some dogs. Finally, okay, finally. Okay, this is really gonna play on the audio format, <laughs> and I want to use this as an opportunity to let you know if you're listening to this in your car. I love it. Keep listening to it in your car. But uh, we also put all of these up on YouTube. Oh we film them with cameras, so you can see our faces and our hand gestures. And uh, you know, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of fun. So you know, you can open it up and. In a second window and put it behind yeah. your spreadsheet at work. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really fun. But yeah, this bit is 100% going to be way better if you're watching this on video. <laughs> um, in the Holden versus Ford episode, Nolan was talking about his cats. Again, freaking regular Jim Davis over here. <laughs> I I almost I almost wore my Garfield shirt today. Almost. And uh, we decided they, they're about 10 pounds. So together, that's one 20 pound dog. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, from Town Dogs, send in pictures of your 20 pound dogs. And boy, did you guys deliver. <laughs> Christina made us a slideshow oh my gosh, and included so some highlights from y'all's emails. First up is Captain from David in Pennsylvania. He's cute. He's a little like terrier mix. A little. Yeah. He's got some chihuahua in yeah, there. His yeah. head is sharp. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a little wishbone in him too. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a wishbone Very and a chihuahua. Cute. Look at yeah. those little feet. He's got a because he's got the white and black and kind of the copper brown, like a wishbone or a beagle, mm -hmm. and he's got big ears, but he's got a sharp little head like a chihuahua. <laughs> Not my favorite dog. I've <laughs> Are ever you saying Chihuahua? Yeah, <laughs> that's a cute little dog. Uh, Next up, first off, Nolan is one hundred percent correct about marshmallow mateys. Hey, thank They're you. They're inarguably better than Lucky Charms. I guess David is also poor, like Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> you all keep me entertained every week, and DRS is the sole reason that I started watching F one. Oh hell yeah, nice. that's cool. I appreciate you all. Thank you to my dad, James Pumphrey, <laughs> uh, alleged, and my grandfather, Jeremy Clarkson, and my great-granddad, Carol Shelby. That's a hell of a lineage. Wow. <laughs> Keep it juiced. Minnesota is fake. Damn, yes! Dang. This guy rules. Yes. Uh, but his dog is not my favorite. I like the dog. It's cute. Not my favorite uh, dog. Joe, what do you think? Three. I'm going to give it a as 10 far out of 10. Want. 10 out of 10? I yeah. give him a six. Okay, moving on. Uh, next up, we got what is this dog? It, this dog is called Buddy. Yeah, this uh, guy's sent guys. by uh, uh. Rama. Uh Yeah, so I have a twenty-pound dog. His name is Buddy. He'll be twelve years old next uh, month. Oh god, love the content. Thank you so okay, much, Karema. This guy this is, is a like, dachshund. He's yeah. kind of blonde. He looks like a velveteen so stuffed animal. Yeah. He's wearing a bow tie. He's solid. Got, he's eight got those out of 10. Queen Anne paws that stick yeah. out. Yeah. I love dachshunds. Solid eight out of ten. I give this dog a 10 out of 10 as well. I think it's an 8. He's an this, 8. Yeah, yeah. This next dog I don't like. Uh, <laughs> this is from Jeremy with an E. Uh, I was listening to the latest past gas and heard that you want a picture. Okay. 
Uh, here's my best pal, Alex, an 11-year-old poodle shih tzu Love mix. It. Whoa. Uh, he's just as into cars as I am. Grew up in a small farm town in Ontario. His favorite things are blasting on country roads and listening to Pascal's while doing it. Well, I'm glad they, that this dog, Alex, is a fan. Alex is a great name for a dog, but not my favorite dog. There's a, another picture of Alex on a, a scale weighing in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate and that. that gets a 10 out of 10 yeah, for that me. That gets a 10 out of 10 for yeah. me. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give him a, a, an 8. Yeah, he's wow. pretty good. Those are two of my favorite breeds. Next up is Poe. He weighs exactly oh, twenty pounds. This is Sean's dog. A little uh, is that like a dachshund chihuahua mix? It's thing? a chihuahua head. Yeah, he's got yeah. a big old bulbous forehead <laughs> yeah, and a big, sharp face, and just the eyes that you would just do anything for. He's got yeah. a long dachshund nose. Not my favorite. Three out of ten. Like ten wow. out of ten. Yeah. Ten out of ten yeah. for Poe. All right, for po. so this next guy's wearing a hat. Wait, let me. Oh. You got it. You're blasting Guys, through. We these have right now. sixteen. This is Whoa. an audio yeah. podcast. How? We have 16. We have 16. Nolan, yeah. calm down. I'm communicating right. with Joe. <laughs> I think Poe, I'm giving Poe a 7 out of 10. Okay. 3 out of 10, not my favorite. All right. So this dog is Teddy or Theodore, if you're being formal. He's my best friend and cruising buddy. He loved to hang out in the garage with me while this is in past tense. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, 2016 WRX, my 2016 M2. Cool cars. Uh, last week... Uh, July 5th. July 5th, 2013, 2023. I got home from my first trip to California and got a call that he was sick. Aww. So on my day back, uh, I had to go euthanize him. Mm. He had a tumor in his chest. Aww. I'll forever love him and miss our cruises together. Here's a picture of him. He's wearing a backwards hat. Yeah. Very um, cute kind of schnauzer. Yeah, this from Nicholas Norwicky from Buffalo. Shout out to Nicholas. 700 out of 10. Yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Goat. R.I.P. Teddy. R.I.P. Goat. And there's a picture of him in the. Oh my room. God. But all dogs go to heaven, so he's in heaven. All dogs right now. do do to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still had to read the death of the dog. That's like the saddest <laughs> oh we've read. Add yeah. uh, add that dog to the list of dead. Is it weird that yes. I'm having way more of an emotional reaction to the dog's death than I have any other racer? Yes. I, Very weird. <laughs> All right, uh, next I, up, uh, who's this not, guy? I do this not is like Addy. this dog. I, I love Addy. Maybe, I don't like 20 pound dogs. Uh, Christopher, <laughs> you sent in. This is how you this. find out. <laughs> I don't like any of these. Uh, Addy is a Sheba mix. Um, that she that uh, Chris added to his family back That's when he was serving in Shiba, Japan. Sure. She's real sweet, loves attention, and loves going on rides. Oh, on this my dog motorcycle. is JDM. I like it yeah. more. <laughs> She's been on my side for six years, two continents, and three countries. I wouldn't trade her for anything. Uh, That's cute. Addie gets a 10 out of 10. 9 Great. out of 10 uh, for me. Not my favorite. 4 out of 10. She's JDM, though. There's, uh, the, um, there's his car. Cool. Next. Oh, my God. I yes. like this guy. Brutus. Uh, he loves the show. Chris. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Brutus and is a little meatball little And it's spelled B-R-E-W-T-U-S. Brutus yeah. is like a beer. Yeah, it's like yeah. an IPA name. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah that is Five out of ten. Ten out of ten. Love pugs. I, I don't uh, I don't agree with selective breeding of pugs, so I'm going to give it two out of ten. Wow. That's not the dog's fault, dude. Sorry, I know, Joe. I know. can't hear you from that soapbox. They can't they they can't even fly on right. planes now. Yeah, Why? They, got, they got issues. Because their heads will explode. N- they have breathing issues. Their eyes will yeah. pop out. Yeah, they got. Maybe issues. I'm thinking of bulldogs. But Here's Brutus a pic of our dog Chloe. Oh, that's your fiance's, fiance's name. name. And my daughter's stuffed dog Frank. Oh. Frank, ten out of ten. Chloe, Chloe, ten out of ten. Four Great out of looking 10. dog. Not my favorite. I'll give Chloe six oh. out of ten. Oh, we next up. 
We got Ralph. We got Ralph. No, I think Ralph is the fan. And then this dog doesn't have a name. Uh, <laughs> ten out of ten. ten tiny it. head. Ten. Tiny head. Big old nice un- soft underbite. Super big underbite. old underbite. Hilarious picture. Yeah. Love Name Ralph. your dog, Ralph. Ten yeah. out of ten. Get Love it together, it. dude. It's one of the best parts of having a dog. Uh, ten out of ten. This next dog is a Chihuahua mix. Looks like Mellow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dingo. Zero out of ten. Ten this out of ten. Sucks. <laughs> But Giorgio from Montreal sent in his girlfriend's dog named Krusty. Oh, he's a Simpsons fan. Uh, yeah. Great looking dog. But he's exactly 20 pounds. His girlfriend had him before they met. So because he's exactly down. 20 pounds, he's getting 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, yeah, 10 this out guy 10 gets dog. a... 10 out of 10. He's probably pretty good. 9 out of 10. And oh, Commodore Cosmo. He's 20 pounds multiplied by 3. 60 pound dog. This is my kind of dog. I like the big ones. <laughs> big dog. I want a dog that can act as dangerous as a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm into. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10. Even though, oh, 500 out of oh, 10. Oh, so actually 30 out of 10 because yeah, it's dude. multiplied this by dog 3. dog rules. Great dog. I'm going to say 1 out of 10 because you broke the rules. No. Thank you so much for sending in all your dogs. I don't want a dog that's allowed in most apartments. <laughs> These are all great looking yeah, dogs. They're so the, cute. All of them are pretty ugly. I love oh, them. We, Except for the last we get one. To like, do. you wouldn't love them all. I would not. You would. Easily you not. Would. I, I bet a lot of those dogs, dogs are yappers. No. In my experience. And little dogs bite more than big dogs. I think People little dogs, especially Chihuahua mixes, pure Chihuahua, <sighs> hellion. Demon, yeah. do not want chihuahua mixes though. I mean, Dude, Max is chill. Mellow bites. Yeah, That's I don't think he wasn't. Ra- he had a horrible childhood. I don't care. So did I. I don't bite you. Not with your not mouth. With mouth, but uh, but, I, but with your mouth. With your other. With yeah. your mouth. <laughs> with my <laughs> other mouth. <laughs> with your whispering eye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so great. We got the dogs out of the way. Thank you so much for sending in your dogs. All right, next, send us like big dogs. Send us envelopes of money. Yeah, we'll. Yeah. S- all right, we'll send us in all over a hundred pounds. Send us in all of your giant dogs and the yeah. biggest yeah. dog. Oh, we'll send a free oh, shirt. To oh, him. that's yeah. it. Everybody, we send need in proof your- though. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah. proof that so you got we need, big dogs. We need pictures of them. We need your, you your Marmadukes. We need a hey, Marmaduke. We need a yeah, Him- we Himalayan need, Mastiff. We need Marmadukes. We need Beethovens. Yeah. The only proof we need is a picture, and we'll judge how big he is. Okay. Biggest dog wins uh, all the Pascast merch. Oh, that's, that's a, a good prize. Yeah. I don't even have all the Pascast right. merch. And if you don't win and you don't have a huge dog, you can still buy the Pascast merch at TonutMedia.com. We got a T-shirt, Wink Wink Nation, so you can show the world that you love Pascast. Yeah. And uh, European-inspired Japanese sports roadsters with pop-up up-and-down headlights. We got stickers. We got a poster. It's really cool stuff. Uh, I got... A lot of it on my computer already. Mm-hmm. I really love mm-hmm. it. All right. I've All been right. waiting for something like this for about 200 episodes. Uh, I... And that is fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back with more of this story. But first, a word from our sponsors. From listener Glenn. Hello, everybody. James asked for fanfic. So I did my best. As someone born and raised, rest in peace, Spanto, in northern Minnesota, I'll forgive you. 
Oh, no, I like Minnesota. I hate Wisconsin. Yeah, you don't even know where you stand on Minnesota. Whatever. I was excited to not only have a fun beef between Joe and Minnesota, <laughs> but to also hear James got to have a Lake Vermilion experience last summer. I did. It was great. Struck really close to home for this kid. As someone who is lucky enough to have access to a family property on Vermilion, passed down through multiple generations. Speaking of heirs, <laughs> yay for generational privilege. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, a lot ha. of ha ha's. Glenn yeah. put that in the email. Yeah. I try to write my fiction based on some of those Minnesota. Oh quotes. boy. I'm kind of scared because if he's pro Minnesota, I'm gonna look bad in this yeah. script. And yeah. uh, Christina has given us Glenn's script. This thing is. Also, is I think we're joined by Jeremiah. Oh! Jeremiah. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the show, Jerry. Oh, yeah. I've been Holy summoned in crap. to read some fan fiction. Yeah, you, okay, you'll be playing yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, this is a cold read, by the way. We have never yeah, seen we this We haven't before. rehearsed long... at all. Joe is introduced to a Minnesota lake, a short play <laughs> by <laughs> Glenn. Glenn. All right. Inside the Donut Media Podcast Studio. The cast is done recording another banger of a show. Joe checks his phone. Dang, this Rise Up thing really took off. I did not expect Wink Wink Nation to go after Minnesotans for being hypocritical about lakes. James, using his physical ability to perfectly emote any feeling or expression, he looks the most exasperated any human could ever be. Uh, we've gone and done it again. Here we are. Stoking passion in our fans and starting the most important argument in all of Minnesota versus Wisconsin discussions. What happened this time? Apparently, people in Minnesota are calling a puddle a lake? Something about parking lot flooding and now they call it Lake Chipotle? Nolan's interest is piqued by the mention of Chipotle. (laughs) I guess he's hungry. (laughs) Oh, uh, A puddle? How big are we talking here? I could maybe get behind this, especially if there's some burritos involved. Mm. What? <laughs> no, see the beef here. Oh, <laughs> beef. Is that Minnesotans are adamant that Wisconsin is lying about having more lakes than Minnesota. I have been to a Minnesota <laughs> lake. It was definitely big. Nolan cocks his glasses with the sound of a fully loaded fact ready to shoot. See, I looked this up last time we talked about this. Wisconsin has 15,000 documented lakes, but counts lakes that are 2.2 acres or more. Minnesota has 11,800 documented lakes, but only counts bodies of water 10 acres or more. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Bigger number wins, and the title goes to Wisconsin once again. Actually, the U.S. Geological Survey counts... That Minnesota has 124,500 water body features to Wisconsin only have 82,100. Those are bitch numbers, dude. (sighs) Crap. Well, what the heck is an acre? Anyhow. (laughs) A wild Jerry appears, seemingly out of nowhere. Seriously, though, how did he do that? An acre is an imperial measurement. Imperial generally meaning originally used by the British Empire, which makes it funny that we are still using it even though we had an entire war to break free from the empire and there are now other standardized measurements. Welcome to B2B. (laughs) A cool soundbite to transition the explanation from joke to detail comes from Jerry. Nobody knows how he made that sound, but it continues as if this is normal. An acre is one furlong by one chain. What? In God's green earth is a furlong. 
Edward? <laughs> Is that the cat that sounds like he's talking? Furlong Johnson? Did the cat create an imperial measurement widely used by the British Empire? Oolong Johnson? <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite episodes of South Park. Nice. <laughs> Obviously, one furlong is much more widely known as 40 perches. Perches? Fancy feminine British accent. Darling, could you fetch me the bird shelf? <laughs> you mean the perch? Back to normal voice with a little extra Kentucky Cobra. No, darling. Why would I ask you to grab a unit of measurement? <laughs> Everyone shares a good laugh. Can anyone guess how long one chain is? I don't know, 10 cows? What the f is going on? <laughs> how about this? Next time I go to Lake Vermilion, I'll make sure you can come with. That was uh, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, I actually do want to go to this lake now. And then he's attached yeah. a sunset photo from our from his family's oh, pontoon floating around Lake Vermilion. That looks freaking nothing soothes my heart more. Why am I in this photo? <laughs> Jk, I'm not. <laughs> wow, guys, 200 episodes. Woo, woo, woo. We got through it. Uh, thank you guys again. I mean, I really, really mean it for supporting us and listening to this podcast yep. and sharing it with your friends and writing us emails and fan fiction and sending us your Ooh. dogs. And, we love it all. Yeah, helping us figure out what to do episodes about and latching on to the running jokes and buying the shirts and the posters. And, you know, like, like we said earlier, like this podcast is... I think like the peak of, you know, at least me as a performer and a comedian. And this is like the, where I'm allowed to do my best, I think. And, uh, I really, really am just so grateful that you guys have given me that, that opportunity. And, uh, we're not going anywhere. We're going to make at least a dozen more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this. Tell a friend about the show. Uh, leave us a review. If you aren't watching right now, we are uploading uh, all of these onto YouTube as videos so you can see our facial gestures and our hand gestures. Yeah, subscribe to that channel, Donut Podcasts, and uh, follow all these guys on social media at Nolan J. Sykes, at Jeremiah Burton, at Joe G. Weber, at James Pumphrey. Follow Donut at Donut Media. Go to donutmedia.com, get a poster or something, or go to Zoomies because all of our apparel and accessories are at every zoomies in north america that includes lake vermilion and canada <laughs> all right guys thank you so much i love you boy thank you Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. 
Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.